This is the Jace and Jensen Morning Sports Show. Hey, hey, hey. Magic, get out of here, baby. Hey, hey, hey. Jensen Sports Show. I am Martin Jensen. And I'm your favorite light skin, Jace McCain. We don't have a special guest. We don't have a majority topic. So let's just let's get just, right to it. Let's get straight to it, man. I said it wrong. <laughs> okay. You were close. You were close. You were yeah. close. You were close. Two, two for three on the words. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the last that we will talk about the last dance. But the mm-hmm. only thing on television showcased the Michael Jordan story and the Bulls era. But I want to ask you one thing about a piece of work. Dennis Rodman going to the WWE to put on a show with Hulk Hogan, getting mm-hmm. flown out on a private jet, making $250,000, only being fined $20,000 for missing practice. Does this make Dennis Rodman the greatest businessman of all time? Well, first, I want to say this is this is probably one of the most entertaining things about the documentary, like the craziest thing you would ever hear. But Looking at it from an individual perspective, uh, this makes Rodman look like a genius. He made $230,000, if my math is correct. <laughs> but the fact that he did this during the finals is just not smart. It's, it's like letting your teammates down. Um, but, you know, the crazy thing is that very next game, he played very well. So you got to give it to him. Man, Dennis Rodman was actually my favorite part about the entire documentary. Yeah. Uh, just seeing how he just handled business He's, when he ran away from the reporters in the finale. Yeah. It's <laughs> just booked it upstairs. That's classic. The NFL rule change is up for voting by the owners, and it will eliminate the onside kick and replace it with a fourth and fifteen from your own twenty-five yard line. Would this bring excitement to a potential change in games or ruin the integrity? I think it would definitely bring more excitement. I, I love this idea. I, I definitely am tired of seeing unsuccessful onside kicks. Uh, here's a stat for you. Only 5% of onside kicks were successful in the 2018 and 2019 NFL season. And personally, I think that number is just a little low. But I think this rule change will, will bring excitement. And one of the great aspects of sports are, are teams coming back when they're down. And the good thing is it's not like it's going to be easy. Fourth and 15 is very difficult. And so there's going to be some amazing plays to complete this task. This will just completely ruin the integrity of football. Really? You don't want to see this? You kick the onside kick. That's a part of the game plan. You got to say you're down 14. You got to score the touchdown, get the onside Mm -hmm. kick, and then score another touchdown. And if you make that happen, that's amazing. Like, what a great comeback. If you have Patrick Mahomes, you're probably going to get it. Like, just because I don't like Patrick Mahomes that much, I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but fourth and 15, you know, it's very difficult to complete. And then and it's on their own 25, so it'd be difficult. If you mess up, like, you're, you're going to lose, you know? But yeah, that's also with the onside kick. You mess up, it's at the 45-yard line, pretty much. But I just think it's more entertaining. I don't know. We can agree to disagree on this one. I don't know. 5%, man, that's a great statistic that's to bring up because that, <laughs> uh-huh. it doesn't happen a lot in American yeah, sports. true. And, and that's what makes the comeback even better. The Cleveland Browns, speaking of lack of comebacks, can't get any worse. So why not have the fans drawing up the plays? Yes, the real NFL franchise, the Cleveland Browns, are offering a chance for two fans to script plays during preseason games this year. If you had one play to draw up, 
who are you giving the football to in the Cleveland Browns? Well, first of all, I want to say that the Cleveland Browns need to focus on getting more wins and making the playoffs instead of this. Uh, they have not been to the playoffs since 2002, so maybe maybe they should just focus on that. I think they have just way too much talent to not be a good team. But to answer your question, I'm not going to be creative at all. I'm just going to throw a long ball to Odell Beckham, and hopefully he makes a, one of his amazing catches. I love Odell. That's all you're doing? That's... I saw him just chucking it with Baker to, Baker to Odell. Uh, I don't think Baker could chuck it that far, but that's uh, very true. <laughs> I, I'm I'm giving the ball to Nick Chubb, flea flicker uh-huh. to Odell, throwing okay. it to Jarvis Landry. I'm getting all okay. the stars involved. I'm just, okay, I like that. I like I'm that. Doing it all. The NFL posted a video on Instagram of rapper Quavo congratulating him on graduating high school. <laughs> Is this the content we should expect from a sportsless world in national sports league accounts? I don't think this is content the NFL should be posting, uh, but really, I don't care too much. I'm still going to follow the NFL, and it doesn't matter too much to me. But I will give them an excuse because of the whole coronavirus thing and everything being shut down. There's not too much content out there. Uh, But some of these verified sports accounts like Bleacher Report and Overtime, they sometimes post things like uh, that have nothing to do with sports. And you're just like, why are you posting this? But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter too much. You can just unfollow them if it bothers you. Right. I will be still following the NFL. Obviously, I need, yeah. I need those updates in my life. Yeah. But exactly. I saw a football of Quavo, or I saw a post of Quavo playing flag football, and it said, congratulations on graduating <laughs> high school. I just, I was very close to just throwing my phone away and just being like, yeah. I don't need social media for the rest of my life. <laughs> the NBA could return in June. But with all the potential hassle, with the bubble concepts and more, we might as well stick to marble racing for now. Jace, it is time for Facts or Disrespect. You can't handle the truth! It's here. ESPN has nothing better to do, so they made an all-time starting five for each franchise. Mm-hmm. Last episode we did the Eastern Conference. This episode we will be doing the Western Conference, and I have a ton for you. I have here. just, I think, our, our little blasphemy, but I need your take on it. I need I need the solidity. I don't know if that's a word. First up, <laughs> we have the Golden Boys down in the Bay. The Golden mm-hmm. State Warriors consisted of Wilt Chamberlain and then the overpowered super team of all time, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. Leaving out names like Chris Mullen and Rick Barry, some throwbacks. I have some fire behind this, but what I'm about to ask, Draymond Green should be replaced in the starting five with either Rick Barry or Chris Mullen. Factual disrespect. I think this is factual. I like Draymond, unlike most people in the world. I think he's a great pet player and definitely was needed for those championships. But Rick Barry should definitely be on this list. He led the Warriors to their first finals, and you know, he shot his free throws underhand, Grandy style, so he should definitely be in there. He's but, just an you know, activist. <laughs> exactly. Chris Mullen and Draymond, I think, is a little closer, but I think I would give the edge to Mullen because I'd say he's one of the better shooters the league has seen. And if you got KD, Clay, Steph, and Mullen, that's crazy. Like, you're going to make so many threes a game. But, you know, let's hear your opinion on this. I'm very biased because I absolutely do not like Draymond Green. <laughs> I think he's a, he's a ball kicker. And uh, he's, he's playing the wrong sport. No, I definitely like Rick Barry uh, taking them to the first finals in franchise yeah. history. Chris yep. Mullen being one of the best shooters pre-Steph Curry era. Draymond Green doesn't deserve to be on this list because 
as we've seen this season, Draymond, this is Draymond's team. There was no Steph, yeah. there was no Clay, there was no KD. And guess what? They're bottom in the West. So It was pretty bad, yeah. Uh, Draymond definitely was a cornerstone, but he's not a all-time starting five player. Mm-hmm. The next, and I'm very upset about this one. You know how <laughs> I feel. The Los Angeles Lakers, <laughs> arguably the greatest franchise in the history of the game, has some studs on the list. Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. Shaq, Kareem, yeah. and Magic. But Jerry West makes the all-time list as well. Here's my problem. We all know how I feel about LeBron at this point, if you've been tuning into the show. It's only his second year as a Laker. But the Clippers right above them had Kawhi Leonard, first year Kawhi Leonard on it. Disrespect or straight disrespect, the King should be on this list over Jerry West. Well, first of all, I want to say the reason Kawhi is on the list for the Clippers is because the Clippers have no history. So <laughs> you got to throw him in there. But Martin Jensen... There is absolutely no argument for why LeBron should be on this list. Let me ask you, what has LeBron done for the Lakers organization? He is the first seed in the loaded West this season, as we're speaking. What is that What is that doing for the – they've won championships. Who are you taking off? Who are you taking off? Jerry West. I'm taking off Jerry West. Are okay. you telling me that LeBron is not winning the championship this year? I mean, he, he probably will, but he hasn't <laughs> done anything. He hasn't done anything. Listen, Jerry West. Do you know what Jerry West has done for the Lakers? He won a finals, and he won a finals MVP when his team lost. The only player in history to do that. Has LeBron done that? Done Le- any of those LeBron for- should have. LeBron, there has been some damn good playoff series. LeBron 2018 should have won the finals MVP. No, I, I, I agree LeBron should have won one of those, but that has nothing to do with the Lakers. He hasn't contributed to anything of the Lakers' history Dude, that's yet. Kawhi. But Kawhi, you... Bro, the Clippers have no history, so you gotta just throw Kawhi on there. So you're so you're going you're going facts on I'm going Jerry facts. West being over LeBron in a just, Lakers uniform. Just because LeBron, what they didn't make the playoffs last year, he, he hasn't yeah. even made the playoffs for the Lakers yet. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, right now we'd be celebrating a ring ceremony for LeBron right now. We'd be having <laughs> champagne in LeBron's closet right now. Hey man, I don't know. Kawhi might have took that from the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. Jamal Mushburn gets a <laughs> nod over your boy, Pedro Stojakovic. Facts or disrespect? I want to say this is facts. As much as I want to say Peja should be on there, I have to give it to Jamal Mashburn because he was an all-star in New Orleans in 2002 and 2003. Uh, Peja was an all-star for the greatest sports team in the world, my beloved Kings, but he did not accomplish this in New Orleans, so I must give the edge to Mashburn. That is a very... Uh in tune with yourself answer i like it yeah. okc you. serge ibaka gets the center spot over stephen adams factual disrespect i have to agree with him serge has some great uh he had some great years in okc and remember they went to the finals in t- 2012 versus your boy lebron uh serge also put up some great numbers in those years in those years he averaged four blocks which is amazing in one season he also averaged 15 points in one of those seasons, which is impressive when you have Russ and KD taking all the shots. I love Steven Adams, but what Serge did in these years, uh, you got to give it to Serge. As time think? moves past, Steven Adams will retire I, and OKC Thunder, and he will be the best. I think that'll be true, but I don't know. They might not ever get to the uh, finals again. That's true. I, I, I like that team with uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Chris Paul. We'll see. Maybe if they uh, relocate back to uh, the East. Or not back to the East, just to the East. (laughs) Last one. The Suns 
Walter Davis gets the small forward spot over my shooting mentor, Sean Marion. Factual disrespect. <laughs> well, first of all, Sean Marion has one of the greatest forms of all time. <laughs> if you know what we're talking about, you know. Uh, but I'm not going to lie. I had to look up who Walter Davis was. No disrespect to him. I'm just young. I'm not 50 years old. Uh, but after doing my research, I think this is facts. In Davis's rookie year, he averaged 24 points and six rebounds per game, earning him Rookie of the Year award. And he was also second team All-NBA in his first year, which is pretty amazing. Davis went on to be a six-time All-Star and averaged at least 20 points per game in six of his seasons. But what Sean Marion did with Steve Nash and uh, Amari Stoudemire is, is amazing, but Davis had a great career with the Suns, so I, I have to give it to him. Davis was more of the focal point when he was with the Suns, and Marion yeah. was a, uh, not role player, but more like the Chris Bosh role uh, yeah. in the Miami Dynasty uh, yeah. comparison. Davis getting two second-team All-NBAs. Mm -hmm. My boy Marion, only two third-team All-NBAs. I'll agree with you on that. Okay, good. Jason. Yes, sir. Let's talk about the courts. We're not talking mm -hmm. about judicial. We're talking about bas <laughs> basketball here. Thank God. What were the courts like down in California, pre-Rona era? What is pickup games looking like? Yes, I, I love this topic, but I've only lived in SoCal for about a year now, so I'm, I'm just now getting used to the pickup out here. Uh, but in Sacramento, where I'm from, greatest city in the world, Ooh. the place I play pickup at, we play games to seven. If you score with your non-dominant hand, you get two points. If you make a bank shot outside of the key, you get two points. And if you make an NBA three, it's worth two points. Everything else is worth one. And once your team gets to seven points, the player that made the final shot must make two free throws for it to count as a win. The thing about the free throws, yeah. But the thing about the free throws, people are all up in your face trying to make you miss and screaming in your ear, just like a real game. And so if you miss, you go back to five and then the game continues. So these games can last for hours and, and they're just so much fun. What do you think about how we play in Sacramento? What? I've never, I've never <laughs> heard of that in my life. Those are made up rules. It's not basketball <laughs> at all. <laughs> You're playing like a Canadian style hockey on a basketball court. What is Dude, it is so fun. You got to play. I think if you played, I'm going to take you to Sacramento one time. If uh, you played, you'd be like, this is the best pick I've ever played in my life. There's no way I'm having, I'm having to shoot two free throws to confirm my bucket. That's, that's... Bro, you, you got it. Free throws win games. You know that at the end of the day. So right. I think it's a great addition. I, I can make them, but I'm just saying that's I'm not confirming my buck. And it, why non-dominant hand two points NBA threes? You're just gonna have kids chucking. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we, it, this is an elite basketball. So so people are good out here. They're not just having kids just throw up NBA threes. Now where you're from, where I'm from, two very different places. Yes, Bend, Oregon, Central Oregon. The greatest city on earth that had no one knows dream. where that is. Oh, okay. Last blockbuster, by the way, last blockbuster <laughs> on, on the planet of America. Okay, that's sad. That's your claim to fame, but <laughs> we do basketball a very different way. So there is no pickup here. What? There's there's no outdoor courts. Okay. okay. This, is, this is a very this is a very non-athletic town. Yeah, a lot of old <laughs> a lot of old white people. <laughs> just like to point out, the courts kind of exemplify that in a way. The, we, the only court I've ever been to that's like real pickup, it's only on Sundays though. All the old men come to this community college and instead of you just, you get on with your team, you know, you say, I got five, we're, we're on next. Everyone shoots a free throw 
until you get the the next five on. So you gotta be ready. You gotta sprint out with the ball. You gotta be like first in line if you want to get on a team. But the thing <laughs> is, is that you could be in the back of the line and everyone will miss. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's kind of bad here, and you can still get on a team. So uh, I'll just say that's that's my demographic of uh, of pickup basketball. Okay, uh, may I ask uh, how many black people are playing in those games? <laughs> Ooh, uh, sometimes. There'll be like a couple that like travel in. Just okay. They got like from like three hours away because they got nothing going on. Oh, okay. And we'll be like, dang, man, we got two black people here today. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, like, we got a we got a squad. It's gonna be lit today. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be, be dunks. All right. That's funny, man. Kiss cams. Mm-hmm. Game entertainment in the NBA stadiums. A bunch of different random things. We got mascots running around throwing popcorn on people. Are you pro game entertainment or do you think it's a weird part of the game of basketball? I think it is definitely weird, but I must say it's a good it's a good part of the game because some people come to the games and they don't really like basketball. They're not really paying attention. And so these games help them get through the game. So I, I, I like it for that reason. But I'm you know, I'm focused on the game. Well, you're balling, so. Exactly. Uh, I would like to point out that I am, like, the three-time champion of halftime games at CSUSM, so. Oh, yeah, that's true. I, you're I've a been, legend. <laughs> I've been kind of taking taking all the little kids' money and uh, ringing around the rosy. <laughs> what is that, last <laughs> last chair game? Yeah, yeah they, need to, they need to retire your jersey for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not a fan of the kiss okay. cams. And all those things, I think it's just a distraction of the game. I think if you're not watching the game, you should not be at the game. Like, what are you, what are you doing at the game? I agree. Because if but you're some, there some, for the halftime yeah. entertainment, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's no point. My my least favorite is probably when artists perform because no one, <laughs> no one in the crowd, like everyone has different music tastes at the game, yes. so no one's really vibing, no one's listening, and it's just like awful. it's like a sit down concert. <laughs> with, yeah, with half the people coming back from pee breaks. Exactly. Not a big fan. I don't think they should take it out, though, because it is entertaining at times, but mm-hmm. it's, it could get a little weird. Yeah. Basketballreference.com. Here's a here's a stunner <laughs> out, of, out of a pretty reliable basketball stat collector, okay? Uh-huh. They calculated the players' chances of making the Hall of Fame, and 65% is the, is the number for Kyle Lowry to make the Hall of Fame. But then you add on 29% to Kawhi Leonard's name. This is crazy. I don't know who did this. It has to be Toronto fans that are bitter that <laughs> Kawhi left. Those are, that can be the only people that voted for this. But, you know, no disrespect to Kyle Lowry. I just think Kawhi Leonard is a much better player. And what he did for Toronto was huge. That one year, one championship. Era. Era. <laughs> yeah, you got to call it an era. I, yeah, this, this has got to be a Canadian site because there's no – there's yeah. no way in heck that an American wrote this or exactly. anyone else. This is this yes. is a Canadian only website. Uh, a tweet said this quarantine has confirmed that when Kawhi Leonard retires, we will never hear from him again. What is one thing that you'd like to know about Kawhi before he disappears? Well, I want to say that it's crazy. I haven't even thought about it, but we really haven't heard anything from Kawhi. This dude does not want to be in the media. But to answer your question, I would want to know what Kawhi does when he's not playing basketball. I think we all do. I would want a day in the life of Kawhi, and I feel like that would be very entertaining. I feel Uh, like a 30-30. 
yeah, should definitely I, get his I, own documentary. I need that, man. And there's the, there's those videos going around of him in the strip club, and you would never expect that from Kawhi Leonard, but you know <laughs> he does that. So I would want to see what he does day to day. Also, do you like how much the media puts these comments and anything that players do and pushes it down on throats? Yes, they're doing their job, but is there a line? Yes, I agree with you. There's definitely a line. Uh, sometimes just too much. And I hate when these reporters, try, they try to twist their words just for a headline and just to get clicks and views. I think uh, this is the reason why we don't hear from players like Kawhi because these reporters just try to do too much and they don't want to you know, be in the headlines for something they didn't really say. Derrick Rose is, is the same. I remember a video of him getting harassed. I'm, I'm not going to say like harass, harass, but then the dude was just asking questions. It's not like he was beating them up. He was like, Derrick Rose, uh, are we, how are we going to do next year? And this was him on his Timberwolves days coming mm -hmm. off of his injury. And he was like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. And the guy was like, you're going to be the greatest ever, right? And he's putting an unnecessary pressure on the guy. Like he's just yeah. going to go out and play basketball. That would be frustrating. Last thing before we go, Paul Pierce is notorious for not giving LeBron any credit for anything he does in his entire life. Doesn't even include him in his top seven players of all time. Let me remind you that LeBron has scored 2,014 points on Paul Pierce's head, accounting for 6% of all of his points. That's crazy. Paul's, Paul's list is unreliable. We can, we can just put it off to the side because we can seriously see how he views the big bad wolf that tormented him for years. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I agree with you. I think this is just Paul Pierce being bitter. And I've seen a couple games, LeBron has like 10 games where he scored 40 plus points on Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce is just being bitter. And, you know, he, he, he sees him as a rival and he doesn't want to put him in that top seven. I can see it, but it's obvious LeBron is top seven, top five, top three. So I think with... Michael Jordan, the people we played against, if they did anything, if they said, your hair looks good today, he'd drop 90 on them, bro. And, <laughs> yeah. and they would be like, they'd be so scared to just ever talk bad about him that I don't think they can they can mention any of these things yep. in, in real life ever again. Paul mm -hmm. Pierce pulled down LeBron's pants and then <laughs> mid-play. And, and then LeBron would just, you know, score like 30 and like yeah. assists. So, yep. so it's not it's not the same. I think mm -hmm. that's why LeBron doesn't get the same respect Michael Jordan does from his peers. That yeah. is all we have for you today. We have a very packed week coming up. We have a track star coming on mm -hmm. the show Wednesday and then Friday, hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully. Some former WNBA players. See ya. See ya. Hey, 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 we are back. Check in every Monday, Wednesday, Friday for some new episodes.